When you see an I in a Russian name, it's pronounced E. E. So it's not Vladimir, it's Vladimir. Vladimir. So this guy called Stefan Molyneux calls himself a philosopher on the internet. I disagree with pretty much everything I've heard from Stefan, but you know, when someone says to me, what do you think of someone intellectually or morally, I don't go looking for their politics or their personal philosophy or anything like that. What I want to know is, what's your opinion about Billie Eilish? And Stefan's is a belter. Somebody sent me this, this was from a live stream that he did. So let's have a wee listen. I know that you are an atheist, however, I often feel that God is working with you. You're an intelligent and brave man. Thanks for all you do. Oh, you guys ready for a little bit of a story here? Now, you may be wondering, what's this got to do with Billie Eilish? Me too. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, I could just see this already being sliced and diced up. But I'm going to tell you. I have a little bit of a fascination on with this uh, young singer-songwriter and performer, Billie Eilish. E-I-L-I-S-H. She is one dark, disturbed, and twisted soul. Sympathies. I mean, she's young, and I said this on Twitter some time ago, one, like a year or two from now, we're going to find out what happened to this girl, and it, it, it is not going to be pretty. This is something here that Molly's going to do. He's going to tell us about how dark and twisted Billy Eilish really is. But she comes up with uh, songs that... It should be impossible for a girl that young to come up with these kinds of songs. Girls that are teenagers, they all they see is rainbows and walk along marshmallow clouds all day. You know, there's no way that she could possibly know anything that's remotely dark or anything like that. I mean, it's impossible. Because, I mean, as soon as she leaves the house and she goes down the gumdrop meadow into the candy forest, what is there to see that's so dark and evil? Uh, it, it really should should not be possible. It it unless she's being mentored by the ghost of Levey, it's hard to imagine how these kinds of songs can erupt in this young girl's mind. I mean, for a start, this guy obviously doesn't know anything about Anton Levey. Clearly, you know, and this is one of the problems as well. You hear Molly do this, and you hear other people do this as well. Just throwing about, you know, words like Satanism and things like that, with literally zero understanding about Satanism. You know, the I did an hour and a half show called Anton Levey Demystified, where I actually broke this down and explained it. You know, Anton Levey and the Church of Satan, for anyone who doesn't know, was like a big atheist club. They didn't believe in the devil, just like they didn't believe in God. You know, I've described it before as performance art for people who think the occult is sexy, you know. But again, it's just this has been going on for years and years, probably actually not years, but centuries, you know, like throwing out about accusations of Satanism at anything you don't like. So I'll give you, I won't sing it, I'll give you an example. There is a song called You Should See Me in a Crown. It comes out of, I think, uh, a line from a Sherlock Holmes, a, a sort of modern Sherlock Holmes thing. 
and the, the animation for it is, is seriously disturbed. Don't watch it alone. So I'm actually just after watching the video that he's just mentioned that you shouldn't watch by yourself. It's an animation by Takashi Murakami. And I mean, it's it's actually pretty cool. It starts off, you know, like a little Billy Eilish girl sort of dancing and then it does go mad and get all kind of mad psychedelic horror spider sort of thing. But like, the best way I can describe it, go and watch it. But like, you know, this is the thing, right? This is a, this is a grown adult in his 50s saying, don't watch this alone. So either he actually thinks that, I mean, look, fucking Freddy Krueger films are a lot worse than this video. It's very tame, especially by today's standards. Or like, he's just saying that to make it sound worse because I mean, does anyone for real think that he he really would be advising you not to watch this by yourself? Seriously, go and watch it on YouTube and tell me you can't handle this by yourself. And let me give you some of these lyrics. Let me give you some of these lyrics. It's uh, it's wild. Oh yeah. Okay, I can I can. It's a pretty loud song, right? So she sings this. She sings. Um, Bide my tongue, bide my time. <laughs> oh, wearing a warning sign. Wait till the world is mine. <laughs> when you love that, he's like, I'm not going to sing it. Well, I might sing it. I'm just going to sing it. By the way, this is one sort of gripe I have as well. It's a lot of the time I listen to podcasts that I really enjoy, and then for no reason the host will start singing. And, you know, most podcasters have, like, bad karaoke voices or just karaoke voices <laughs> at best. And the thing is, when you hear someone, like, at your work or something singing along on the radio really loudly, you get the impression that if that person heard a recording of themselves singing, it's likely that they wouldn't do it so much or so loud. But, I mean, you would think that podcasters would have heard enough recordings of themselves to know what they sound like. Because I know there's a difference between, you know, how something sounds just to your ear when it comes out your mouth as opposed to when it comes out a speaker or something like that. You just, you'd think they would know better. At least you won't hear me singing on this show anyway. Or or maybe, maybe I will. It's pretty low, I might do it. Right, so, bite my tongue, bite my time, wearing a warning sign. So she does videos with, like, dye on her t-shirt and, and these crying, bleeding, happy faces. Like, she's very nihilistic and murderous, and she's got songs where she sings a... Uh, I want to end me, like suicidal and, and murderous. And she's got songs where my her friends are, the, the bodies are in the back of the car and it's like really nasty. Are these like for real the worst lyrics that he's ever heard in his life? Like are they really that bad? There's country songs that are worse than this. Go and listen to any Towns Van Zandt album or pretty much any Johnny Cash album. The lyrics are far, far worse than this. So uh, she says... Um, Visions I vandalize, cold in my kingdom size, fell for these ocean eyes. Fuck's sake. And so Ocean Eyes was a song her brother wrote that was one of her early hits. Uh, and and it's, yeah, it's a pleasant song. But it's like, oh, you fell for this pleasant song. This is pure Satan stuff, right? It's pure <laughs> devil stuff, right? Bite my tongue, bide my time, wearing a warning sign, wait till the world is mine. Right, so then she says, you should see me in a crown. I'm going to run this nothing town. Is this just ramble? Because, you know, he's just kind of like reciting some lyrics, dark, Satan, you know, like he's not really saying much, to be fair. Watch me make him bow one by, one by, one, one by, one by, one. I'm like, watch me make him bow. You should see me in a crown. Your silence is my favorite sound, right? So she likes it when people are dead. Make him, watch me make him bow one by one. And then she says, I count my cards, watch them fail. I'm sorry. Count my cards, watch them oh, yeah, fall. Please get it right. Blood on a marble wall. 
I like the way they all scream. Talk about narcissism, men. Ooh, like I like the blood on a marble wall. Count my cards. She's cheating. Um, tell me which one is worse, oh, living or dying first, sleeping inside a hearse. And then she says, I don't dream, right? Okay, so it, it, like, you know, the old line about nuclear war, that the living will envy the dead. Is it worse when she's when Satan is in control or Satan is in power, living or dying first? I mean, it's uh, it's just wild. And it's mostly just, I think it just repeats sort of after that, right? Yeah, imagine a musician, a teenage musician, adopting a dark persona. I don't think something like that's never happened before. And then selling your soul. Could that not be a metaphor for something else? Why would he think that a musician talking about selling their soul was literally talking about selling their soul to the devil? And then see, even if her music is dark, what, are you going to go and lock Stephen King up because he must be some murderous psychopath because he wrote all of those scary novels? Is he just pretending because... It seems like he's not that stupid, you know, like, is he just pretending to be so dense that he doesn't understand that, that there could be some nuance here? She could, this could all be some kind of metaphor. And her song, um, uh, Bury a Friend, well, I mean, it's it. monstrous. And, and she was talking about making the video that she was getting poked in the eye. She was getting headaches and her, I think her earring was ripped out, all these hands grabbing her head. And she likes, but I like it when I get punched and kicked around. It makes me feel good. Like, it's really, really dark and nihilistic stuff and it's kind of hard that uh, Kaya Jones, the great Kaya Jones posted about uh, Doris Day today and I was replying on Twitter like, yeah, compared to like Billie Eilish, she's got videos where she's drinking this black liquid and then it's all pouring out of her eyes and, and she's got this like haunted, desperate look in her face. I mean, no art. she talks about selling her soul. She's got a song where she says, my Lucifer is lonely. I mean, it's really is pure <laughs> satanic stuff. And I was, yeah. I was just thinking this morning, you know, as you do when you have your coffee, I was thinking this morning like, She's a, she is a good argument for the existence of God. Because it's hard to imagine Fucking hell. that there could not be any external source for these kinds of lyrics, which this girl started writing when she was in her mid-teens. Like, this is not some shard of Satanism coming in from outside the ether into this girl that she, she says, you know, I sold my soul to get money, contacts, and fame. Basically what, what, what she's saying, right? There you have it, from a philosopher, proof of the existence of God, Billie Eilish. You know, because Billie Eilish, words, Satanism, selling her soul to the devil. There must be a devil to sell your soul to, therefore there must be a God. Richard Dawkins, BTFO, blown the fuck out. Because if you were Satan, you would want to use this girl's physical charisma her appeal she's got a very nice voice and is a good songwriter and you'd say okay i'll give you the tune but you give me the words right uh, satan would say i will give you the tune because the tune will replicate these words out there in the world i'll give you the tune to make you famous you give me the words i will write the words you write the tune and then satan would write all of the stuff which normalizes devilishness and, and satanism and all of this kind of stuff right so because there could be no external source for this whatsoever. Because every day when Billy wakes up in the gumdrop kingdom and goes down to Marshmallow Lane, she couldn't possibly see anything that's even as dark as a horror film on Netflix because it just doesn't exist there, you see. So there's no way she could possibly have any of these thoughts or ideas in her mind. Unless, of course, somehow Satan managed to infiltrate the gumdrop kingdom and started controlling poor Billy's mind. Just wonder if this guy hears himself. 
I mean, she's even in in um in uh, Barrier French. She's got that arched back thing where the you know, which is all satanic. Like it's really really clear. Uh, it's all this MK Ultra stuff of of being programmed for for murder. Like, see what he does. See how he throws a load of words together and tries to somehow make out the uh, some kind of argument. You know, this arched back satanic mk ultra i mean if you don't know mk ultra was a cia of well, a bunch of a name given to a bunch of cia experiments from the 50s into the 70s some of which were illegal that experimented with mind control and things like that i don't see how this applies to billy eilish a program that has been you know not been in i don't doubt they're doing something with something like that but like you know this particular program has not been in existence since the 70s but I mean, and then what does what link has Satanism got to MK Ultra? I mean, it's just as as ridiculous. It's just throwing a bunch of words together. And I mean, look how satan. I mean, it's this clearly this arched back satanic MK Ultra mind control stuff. I mean, imagine someone saying that sentence to you in real life. You would think you're fucking mental. Okay, and say even if Satanism is being normalized, then what? Like, is there an army of Satanists? Satanists growing? Like, is the Church of Satan? suddenly sprung up and gone mental no like like they want she wants to normalize satanism okay why then what and see him just throwing mk ultra and saying programmed for murder there murdering who who's getting murdered who's listening to billy eilish and doing like a sirhan sirhan and going and killing someone fucking nobody is doing that and i mean it's amazing what we got to you know we got from archback satan mk ultra murder like you know what i mean like we're just it's just jumping about it's just one thing to another it's just like putting threads all over the place it's just it's reaching for things that aren't there and then he says all this insane stuff and then he's like yeah but it's really really clear is it to who i mean is this the kind of thing you would conf you would feel confident about proving in court look your honor i'm innocent despite the fact my clothes are singed and i'm holding a lighter and i was in the place where that building burned down it's really clear that it was just some arched back satanic MK Ultra mind control stuff. It's really, really clear. Um, the the lyrics for uh, "Bury a Friend." Oh yeah, she talks about uh, uh, being the kind of girl who would seduce your your dad, right? As a friend of hers, right? Okay, it's a bit distasteful, but it's really just edgy teenager stuff, just get, isn't it? Uh, a couple of lines from this, or is it satanic mind control? Tell us, Stefan. Oh, yeah, here we go. So, Bury a Friend. Uh, the, the album is, um, I think, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Uh, so, what do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? And then she's talking about how she's paid a very high price to get fame imagine that and she says step on a glass step on the glass staple your tongue bury a friend try to wake up cannibal class killing the sun bury a friend i want to end me now this cannibal class in other words learning how to eat people killing the sun obviously a reference to jesus and then she says i want to end me and the suicide the, the the blurring line between suicidality and murder are all very very close. Like, you seriously trying to tell me that he doesn't get this? That he thinks that if she says cannibal class, it wouldn't mean, like, people that prey on other human beings. It would mean people that literally eat other people. 
And then the son, the son, well, that obviously, she's obviously talking about Jesus there. How? Like, like, how do you, how, how is she obviously talking about Jesus there? I mean, are you saying that about any other song with the word son in it? Like, I don't get that he doesn't understand the nuance. He doesn't get what's going on here. I think he's doing this on purpose, trying to make this seem more dramatic and evil than it actually is. Like, because there's no way he doesn't understand this. There's no way he's that fucking stupid. Uh, keep you in the dark. What had you expected? Me to make you my art and make you a star and get you connected? I'll meet you in the park. I'll be calm and collected. But we knew right from the start that you'd fall apart because I'm too expensive. It's probably something that shouldn't be said out loud. Honestly, I thought that I would be dead by now. Calling security, keeping my head held down, bury the hatchet or bury a friend right now. The debt I owe, gotta sell my soul because I can't say no. Fuck, no, he's I doing can't that again. Say no. Then my limbs all froze and my eyes won't close and I can't say no, no, I can't say no. Right? Dead I owe, gotta sell my soul. I mean, this is wild stuff. And the music is hypnotic and she sampled her a dental drill from when she was having her Invisaligns taken off. And for um, You Should See Me in a Crown, she sampled a, 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 the slice of a, a knife. Her father's knife was being sliced. He, he was sharpening his knives and she took that and it's beheading people. And Has this guy just showed up out of 1932 or something like that? I mean, there's been people sampling all sorts of things like that for years and years, decades now. Do you know what I mean? We had industrial music in the 70s. Is he really that closed off that he's never he's never heard of anything like this? I mean, what Billie Eilish is doing is incredibly, incredibly tame, even compared to mainstream stuff like Nine Inch Nails. He's really going to say that, like, sampling a dental drill, <gasps> very dark stuff. I mean, come on, you fuck, man. It's, uh, I was just thinking, like, holy crap. This is, if she's not handled or managed by much older people who are writing her lyrics, then it's sort of like the... Um, I think it was a singer for ACDC who was talking about them getting stuck on an album and then they made a deal that he wouldn't talk about in order to get hits to for their next album or whatever. And I was really, really thinking about that this morning. It's not an argument. It's not syllogism or anything like that. Well, I guess it kind of is, right? Which is, which is, right? So if Billie Eilish in this obviously hypothetical scenario, right? So Billie Eilish is disturbed enough or is introduced into Satanism. She sells her soul in return for money, power, fame, and glory on the commandment that Satan gets to use her lyrical talents or her, her songwriting talents, her voice and her... This would make a good film. ...creepily compelling stage persona to spread his message to millions and millions and millions of people worldwide. And then you'd say, well, you know, because I saw Melissa McCarthy was sitting in for Ellen, I think, and, and was like, oh, I love Billie Eilish. She's the greatest thing ever. I want her to be my best friend, blah, blah, blah. It's like... For a start, I mean, who is this cabal of elite Satanists anyway? And why does the Satanism have to be in this in the first place? You know, like, obviously she could be selling her soul. There could have been other things she could be talking about by that. And it's much more likely it's something else. I mean, this guy's supposed to be an atheist. I don't know why he's talking about, like, no, you see, the thing is, you know, probably what happened is she met a record company executive, and it's not like he started masturbating into a plant pot or something like that. No, it's much more likely that he took her to a temple and they did a satanic ritual and Satan said, Billy, I would like to use all of your talents, please. And Billy was like, that's cool. I mean, I don't know if anyone has ever told Stefan that Faust, for example, you know, was just a folktale. It never really actually happened. 
And what is the obsession with Satanism from people who don't know anything about what Satanism actually is? You know, when has there ever been any even proof remotely of like some satanic cabal that controls the world? It's fucking insane. This is like a very, very disturbed young woman. And I again, I have sympathy for it. But it's almost like there's this whole thing, like like if, if Hollywood was run by Satan or the media industry was run by Satan, which I'm sure some people would agree with, well, you'd want to use this girl as a vehicle to plant these horrifying things into people's minds. Do you know, this guy's meant to be an atheist, and he keeps saying Satan a lot, keeps talking about Satan a lot, Satan runs Hollywood, maybe these Satanists. Is this some kind of metaphor, or is he really talking? I'm genuinely, I'm not even making any claims here i'm genuinely wondering like or is he actually talking about satan for some reason i'm just really i've get i'm really lost with what the fuck he's actually talking about here it started off by somebody being like oh yeah like here i like what you do man you know i know you're an atheist and all that and then he's like so billy eilish and satan and mk ultra because it's one thing to watch a horror movie but a song people listen to it over and over like it gets imprinted right it gets branded it gets burned into people's consciousness all of this horror or just to be a dick about this, you could argue that a horror movie is a much more immersive experience and a much more vivid experience. A lot of the time someone will be maybe listening to music, they'll have it on, but they'll be doing something else, they'll be thinking about something else, it'll just kind of be on in the background. They're not usually giving it all of their complete attention, but generally if you're really immersed in a horror film, you're generally right in there. So you could actually say that it would actually be worse in a horror film, you know, because it's a much more immersive experience. All of this terror, all of this rage, all of this violence and cannibalism and killing friends and uh, suicidality and, and murder. And I mean, it is, it is really driving this dysfunctional, evil language deep into people's brains. And I thought, okay, well, if that would be a case for the existence of Satan, once you've got Satan, it ain't a long step to God. So I'm just telling you what I was thinking this morning. It's really, really quite something. All right. So let me just remind you, in case you've forgotten, the comment that spurred on this bizarre rant about Billie Eilish was, I know that you are an atheist, however, I often feel that God is working with you. You are an intelligent and brave man. Thanks for all you do. Now, how we get from that to, like, MKUltra and mind control is, I don't know, it's kind of out there, so I don't know. So, in Stefan's mind, there is all this deep trauma deep within Billie Eilish, and we might find out about it. I looked into Billie Eilish a little bit. Her parents homeschooled her, which is something that Stefan promotes, actually. I mean, there's these pictures, her parents sent her of them in front of billboards of her. I mean, I don't know what goes on in their household, obviously, but from what I can see, I've, I've seen worse. She did say in an, in an interview, her parents never said, I'm proud of you. She said she took it personally at the time, but she said, I'm understanding more and more as I get older that our parents didn't want, didn't want us to feel like them being proud of us was the only way that we could accomplish things. And look, she's of Scottish and Irish descent. Your parents not telling you they're proud of you is pretty much just what happens. But I mean, I think there's some disingenuousness in Stefan's part here. Because there's no way you can tell me as him, some guy in his 50s has made it this long in life without ever coming across, say, I don't know, an artist who plays a character like, I don't know, a Marlon Manson or an Alice Cooper. And, you know, imagine a teenager being dark and edgy and kind of depressed. I've never heard of that in my life because, you know, according to Stefan, over in the magic candy kingdom that she lives in, that all little girls live in, 
you know, there's just rainbows and sunshine and there's no way unless, of course, the devil somehow managed to sneak in there and MK Ultra style infect everyone's minds. Look, Billy might have a lot of personal and emotional issues, I'm not downplaying that if it's real, but couldn't she be using a character and using art to do that in a kind of hyperbolic, extreme sort of way as a lot of people do? You know, because I've heard Stefan argue with people who take the Bible literally and, you know, he's just, he's taking Billy Eilish lyrics literally, which kind of seems like a bit worse to me. I mean, look, I listened to, to her album and, you know, there's some decent stuff on there. There's some, some not bad songs like Bad Guys and all that's a good song. You know, there's, there's some stuff I think's unnecessary, some kind of, I don't know, all, all I can say is teenage stonery stuff like samples from The Office that don't seem to fit in in any way and stuff like that. And the kind of occasional, oh dude, sort of sample. But I mean... Look, if you're like a mainstream music fan, it's quite dark and out there. But, you know, if you've got any, I mean, it's look at it for this way. It's not Throbbing Gristle. It's not even Nine Inch Nails. To be fair, in a lot of ways, I've seen Alice Cooper live and it's not, that seems a lot more dark and terrifying than this as well. You know, because think of it this, I mean, God, if Stefan heard Black Metal, what would happen to him? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a big jump away from that. And this whole, like, you know oh, deal with the devil sort of thing. I mean, again, it goes back to Faust. This is a classic sort of idea. And why would you think that she's literally say, she's literally saying, like, I conjured up the devil and I made this deal with him? You know, it's just bizarre. I mean, I think this is just the same kind of shit we saw from the satanic panic and all this kind of bullshit. And if there is some kind of mad satanist behind it, some evil, shady, elite satanic cabal, what's their end goal? What's their purpose? What are they doing? And... What exactly, what messages are they spreading through Billie Eilish music? You know, this sounds like the modern version of people who claimed that there was, you know, satanic messages and Beatles and Led Zeppelin records and you played them backwards and all this kind of stuff. It's actually, you know what it's like? It's just the same thing as the Satanic Panic or the Parents Musical Resource Centre in the 80s. That was Tipper Gore in that, that gave you those cool parental advisory labels so you knew that records were good or not. I mean, it's the same as well as like blaming Marlon Manson for Columbine or Trump blaming video games for mass shootings. It's just all the same thing because there's some people that consume this stuff and do terrible things. But those people are going to do terrible things anyway, regardless of what they consume. And the vast majority of people, you know, consume horror films or violent computer games or whatever or extreme music or something like that, which Billy Eilish is not. And they're fine. No violence, never kill anybody, nothing like that. You know, it, it never happens. You know, just because you get the occasional nutcase who happened to like this thing, it doesn't mean you throw everyone in that likes it when you've got no evidence for it. I can't believe he's bringing back the old classic boogeyman of, like, shady satanic cults that are secretly trying to brainwash your kids through mass media. It's just fucking nuts, man. I mean, he mentioned Anton LaVey at the start, right? At least Anton LaVey knew how to take a fucking joke. It is a lot more than you can say for Stefan. <laughs> 